You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Gentlemen, start your engine! Triangle Tire, Tires for Life presents Dave's Corner Garage. The following is a paid program. Opinions expressed can sometimes be accompanied by hand gestures, which your sister may find offensive, but you think are hilarious. There's one in every family. Buckle in, everyone. It's time to get this show on the road. Time for Dave's Corner Garage, your Saturday morning joyride on Zoomer Radio. Got a car query? Call now, 416-360-0740 or toll free at 1-866-740-4740. I sound a little bit uh, distorted there. A, a little bit. Are you tired, Al? Oh, I thought it was too much energy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's, just he's just blowing the microphone right up. Submit. <laughs> he's electrified. Electrified, exactly. That, that's exactly and, it. And that's the kind of show we've got for you today. It is electrified. I don't know how we're going to squeeze all this information into 60 minutes. Yeah, no, we've got a lot to cover today. We've got uh, Samit Kapoor, who's... Uh, say hello, Samit. Hi there, guys. Samit Kapoor is from Young Steel's Ford Lincoln. He is their top-rated... You're the sales manager or the general manager? What's your title? The sales manager is enough. Sales manager. <laughs> <laughs> And um, and needless to say, your job has been a challenge for the last few years, for sure. Yes, yes. But cars are coming, and they're moving out. Now they're rolling in slowly, yes. Excellent. Finally, right? finally. Yeah. <laughs> and we've got Teresa DeFelice from CAA joining us. They've got a new EV buyer's guide, because uh, 2022 seems to be the year of EVs. And, of course, I'm testing another EV this week, so, you know, no surprise. Well, right, and because there's not a whole lot in inventory, people don't even know what's available. Well, th- this is the thing, and, and uh, Samit will tell us a little bit more, but th- you can get the Mustang Mach-E at, uh, at some Ford dealers, like Young Steel's Ford Lincoln. Yes, and uh, the you know so a lot of the others you can't buy. Like uh, you know, you, you walk into a Hyundai dealer, they'll they'll tell you to come back in two years, but they'll take your money for deposit. No, really? Yeah, they've just closed the order books. Oh wow! <laughs> oh yeah. And, and do they have a demos or the salesman has like an Ionic Five that you can drive? Uh, yes. So so uh, my my pal Connor Atrell at uh, Atrell Hyundai mm-hmm. in Georgetown, he actually keeps an Ionic Five so that people can drive them. He doesn't sell it. Okay, and you know, you know, it's it's a good. I mean, it's a, it's an interesting uh, EV, but it's a smart move to have that EV um, in stock, and he won't sell it. Well, no, exactly. How you know? How are you gonna? It's like buying a mail order wife, you know. Seriously, <laughs> you, you can just have a look at a picture, and that's it. You know, I get those emails sometimes, Al. and it's only a headshot. You know? <laughs> that's right. That's right. And uh, later in the show, we have Mike Kent from Right Drive, and. Uh, you know, Mike's business at Right Drive is interesting. They, they, I think they started bringing in right-hand drive cars, and uh, they they import cars from all over the world. And what's cool about Canada is they we have a 15-year import rule law, mm-hmm. so there's all kinds of cool cars that are now 15 years old. Yes, yes, I love it when they show these TV shows from years ago, and they said, "Would you believe that this is 20 years old?" <laughs> And you're looking at Mindy and Tootie going, they were just kids. What happened? Exactly. <laughs> we are That's getting right. old for sure. Yeah, and, and um, there are so many vehicles available that, uh, but it's unfortunately you can't drive them. I don't know how they're going to entice people. 
Unless they do it, of course, by saying it costs you almost nothing to operate this vehicle. Well, you know, I think that's how people sell it, and you know, like I, I joke about it like, with with these EVs that I that I right, right. I you drive. send me a note, you say, Al, remember that car I showed you? Yeah, cost me two dollars to, yeah. to go to Pickering yeah. and back. Like the, the, you know, this Mustang, this Mustang Mach E, it costs less than three dollars to completely charge the thing. We're going to talk to Sumit Kapoor, obviously, more about uh, cars, but but you were saying that. If you don't keep it for four or five years, it's not going to pay for itself. Yeah, because right now the prices on these electric vehicles, it's they're really high. Uh-huh. So I don't know if you're going to spend that kind of money if you owned a ga- gas vehicle. Uh-huh. So the price tag is close to 100000 on a fully loaded marquee. Mm-hmm. It might not make sense if you're not driving those many kilometers. Well, but at the same time, I mean, there's people who just got money to burn, and the, you know, like, do you need a hundred thousand dollar car to begin with? Yeah, and uh, don't right, no, that's true. And let alone these cars are so new, insurance companies uh, are keeping their prices high too. Mm-hmm. Because if you happen to be in an accident, and I heard about a case, the battery cost is so high, the insurance company has to write off the vehicle. Yes, a friend of mine had a type uh, what what Tesla, and, and I saw the picture and it didn't look so horrible. He said, "Oh, they wrote it off. Didn't think twice." Wow. Yep. yep. Yeah, it's just too expensive to fix. And they can't they can't chance the, something going wrong with it because EV batteries, uh, when you crunch them, they they burn. Yes, sometimes they do, and there's not an easy way to check it. Yep. All right, we've got a great show lined up, and after the break, uh, it's going to be. Uh, Brian, myself, of course, and Summit going to carry on our conversation about electric and gas, and and there's a lot of good news about gas. And if you like to shift, you're going to be so excited. <laughs> Stick around. This is Dave's Corner Garage. We'll be right back. You're listening to Dave's Corner Garage. I'm Brian Max in studio with Alan Gellman and Summit Kapoor from Young Steel's Ford Lincoln, and it's a lovely Saturday today. It is, and uh, could be one of the, well, I don't want to say the, the F word, you know, fall is Ooh. coming. Um, but, but but you know, how great is it to drive down the street in your convertible Mustang, and there's a new one coming. Yep. And uh, there's been pictures. It's a 24. They're going to be bringing it out uh, for all those who are interested. It will continue to be a gasoline-powered car. Yes. Yes. Uh, any talk about the, uh, bringing back or, or not not bringing it in a convertible, or there probably will be one as well? I, it looks like there's a convertible as well. I, yes, I didn't, there's a convertible. Yeah. Oh, fantastic. And, uh, you know, the, of course, the, 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 the big news is the, what, what's the special edition one called? The Dark Horse. Dark Horse. So that's the the one that enthusiasts want. It's a 500 horsepower V8 with a manual transmission, and knowing Mustang engineers, they've buttoned down the suspension and brakes and a little bit of aero. It's going to be a beautiful car. I'm sure. Well, and, and there's going to be a lot more people wanting them because uh, on the other side of things, Chevrolet has decided that they're getting out of the gas engine business. Oh yeah, a long time ago. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. So and and Dodge. Yeah, they're you know the the uh, the the they. I guess uh, at uh, at Stellantis or whatever they're called these days, they they released a special edition 300C with the big Hemi in it mm-hmm. as a last hurrah, sold out in 12 hours, uh-huh. and then they're they're converting the you know the, the Chrysler 300C line, the the Charger and Challenger over to twin turbo V8s for the next generation. But it's going to have. Uh or four, V6s, sorry. It's going to have four 12-inch speakers in the back to, to make the sound. Yeah, well, they've got that, that, <laughs> that Concept EV uh, charger that we've all seen. It's got... Speakers that uh, that make a you know a funky sound, and I, I so you know I suppose they got to do something about the sound, but uh, I'm not a big fan of the artificial sounds. Now you were in Detroit last weekend. 
I was indeed. And uh, you saw some good stuff there? You know what's interesting? Uh, well, tons of stuff, but uh-huh. uh, what's, what's uh, interesting we don't really see here is I saw tons of Hummer EVs, the new one. I have never seen one on the road here. Exactly. So, you know, probably saw three in the first hour that I was there. Is it still a division of GM or is it sold separate? No, nah, it's it's a it's a division of GM. Uh-huh. The, the, you know, the thing about that, it's not, it's, you know, the, 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 the F-150 Lightning is, is a real truck. Yeah. This Hummer is more of a gimmick. Oh, it's um, a toy. It's a little bit of a toy. It doesn't really look that functional. It's enormous. It weighs 9,000 pounds. Oh, wow. 9,000 pounds. Like, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's a bit ridiculous. But, you know, people love them because it's the latest, greatest thing. Mm. Um, and they're not being made for military use. No, no, no. This is purely a consumer vehicle. So GM sold off a lot of the assets, including the Hummer brand, uh-huh. and they, they licensed it back mm-hmm. for this project. Wow. So how many are they going to produce? Uh, I, I don't know. Very few, I'm sure. Can you buy it with an imitation rocket launcher on it? <laughs> well, you put one on, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, and, but you're right. I mean, I mean, and, and and that was why I guess Hummers died in the first place because the price of gas went through the roof, eh? And people uh, said, I can't afford to drive these anymore. Well, you know, what what they did is, they, they, you, know, the, you know, the big military-style Hummers mm-hmm. were never really a thing. No, and they downsized that immediately. Yeah. And then they, they took the truck platform and right. put Hummer bodies on them. They did a smaller one as well, so they had the H2 and the H3. And that was right around the time of the last financial crisis. Yes. And they had to, they had to you know, button all that down, and they sold off the name, and, and that was it. So I understand in this case they've licensed the name back for this, uh, this thing. And I don't know if they're going to do anything smaller. You know, GM is, is busy across the board developing all kinds of new stuff. They've clearly, they're clearly going all EV. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've made it clear that they're no longer a car company. They're a transportation company. Well, and, or, and or mobility company. My apologies, mobility company. And the other pal in Detroit has been doing the same thing. How many different vehicles have they come up with in the last couple of years? Eh, you know, Ford. Uh, different terms of Marky, different terms of Lightning. I'm sure uh, everybody's uh, heard of that news. The Ontario, the Oakville plant, mm-hmm. is going under a big retrofit. It'll become the one of the biggest North American EV plants for Ford. No kidding. And Oakville government government is going to support that move. Sure. Now, the Bronco, is the Bronco available in an EV as well, or it's strictly gas? Strictly gas. It's an off-roader, 2.3 V4 and 2.7 V6. Okay. Very good engine. And the, well, and the Raptor's coming, too. Yeah, and the Raptor's coming this year. Sorry, the, the, the Raptor is going to be a derivative of the F-150, or? Oh, no, so there's oh. a Bronco Raptor coming. Okay, okay, okay. Yes. so high-performance off-road Bronco. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We hope to keep all wheels on the ground, though. No, it's meant for jumping. Uh, jumping. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, like yes. the horse, right? Yeah, right, ki- right, yeah right, kind of. Right. <laughs> the, the, the first time I drove an F-150 Raptor, I absolutely jumped it. Really? Uh-huh. Yep. Like intentionally or you oh, took the corner too quick? No, quite, quite deliberately. Ah. Yeah, yeah, I drove well, it at high speed towards a, a dirt jump. It was great. Oh, so did it understeer? No, not in the air. <laughs> <laughs> and apparently, uh, Jeep is coming out with electric uh, vehicles too. That's what I hear. You know, they've got they've uh, they've got a new line of uh, EVs, and uh, you know, from the from the renderings anyway. Not, uh, I don't think they they revealed any any concepts um, in physical form, but the the renderings look cool. So they're not just going to take a Cherokee or a Wrangler and put batteries in it. Now they'll be ground up EVs. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And I guess there's obviously a market for that. Um, you know, we have to talk to Teresa about that, you know, because all this talk about electrification, um, some companies are staying with gas. And, and, and as you said, submit, you know, the cost of the electric car to buy is enormous. And if you don't drive it, 
it doesn't it's not justified yep okay well Teresa's going to have all kinds of information Absolutely. they've got the uh, EV buyer's guide from CAA and we'll be with her right after this break Welcome back to Dave's Corner Garage. I'm Brian Max in studio with Alan Gelman and our pal Samit Kapoor from Young Steel's Ford Lincoln. And on the phone with us is Teresa DeFelice from CAA. And Teresa, you've got a new EV buyer's guide. We do. We have an exciting tool for people's curiosity. Well, exactly. You just you, you, you don't want to just look at pictures. I don't know if you were talking about uh, mail order brides, you know, where all you can do is look at picture online or in a, in a magazine and, 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 and expect to plunk down money. You want to take it for a ride. Oh, did I say that? I think you did. I think you did, Al. <laughs> we're talking about the cars now. Yes. All right. So the guide, I, I would never have believed, because uh, I, I, I looked at the guide, 90 plus electric vehicles are available right now. Yes. You know, what's happening is the vehicle manufacturers have either, uh, you know, come with to the table with releasing models that are electric or electric hybrid. And, you know, more and more are planned uh, in terms of vehicles they'll be introducing into uh, their offerings to the consumers. And on top of that, seven in 10 Canadians intend to make their next vehicle purchase an EV. So we're providing a resource for for people to help people figure that out. And and and. I was glad that it was included because I was somewhat confused because I thought we were talking battery-only vehicles, but but you've included in that 90 vehicles, of course, hybrids. Yes. So the way the tool works is that people put in what exactly they're looking for to meet their driving needs. And so, you know, we do know that there are some limitations with uh, electric vehicles and what's available on the marketplace today. And so if there isn't a, a specific fully electric vehicle that is uh, available for what you're looking for, it gives you alternatives, including, you know, those hybrids uh, and other models that best match at least your inputs as a, as a user. Yeah, and I was on the buyer's guide, too. It talked about the fact that, you know, in a lot of cases, you're talking about two-car families to begin with. So it's like, well, you can keep the old gas car for those extended trips that you want to take to the cottage or across the country um, and save your money by buying the electric one to, to go back and forth to work. Exactly. So, you know, people have to sort of figure out the landscape and and electric vehicles are still slow to the marketplace. Um, Although there's been quite a growth since 2021, uh, for a long time, it was a slow growth to get to even 5% of the vehicles uh, sold being electric vehicles. And then there was a over a 2% jump up to 2022, probably sparked a lot by the high price of gas as well. So people are sort of looking at you know, what could they do and, and whether one of their vehicles or their main vehicle can be elect- an electric vehicle. And I couldn't believe it that 7 out of 10 Canadians intended to make their next vehicle purchase an EV. But, uh, you know, I had dinner with my brother-in-law last night and he said, you know, I'm thinking about getting a car but and, I, and I'm thinking about going electric, but I, I think hybrid is the way I'm going to go for the meantime. Right? It really does depend on what your, you know, your daily driving habits and how often. So, you know, someone who may take a trip to the cottage because they rent a cottage once a year or go to a friend's cottage once a year, you know, probably has a lot more visit, you know, city driving or, you know, close location driving. So making a an electric vehicle purchase might work better for them. If you're someone who, you know, goes to several hundred kilometers, you know, every weekend because you own a cottage and, and that's part of your lifestyle, you know, there still may or may not be some limitations. You know, we know that infrastructure, like charging infrastructure, is still an issue. Um, the high 
upfront costs of EVs is still an issue, but this is at least giving some people the ability to understand what's in the marketplace and to, to think about uh, electric vehicles as an option for them. Well, Teresa, I've been testing a lot of EVs, pure BEVs, uh, this mm-hmm. year because, you know, I, 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 I predicted this was going to be the year, and, uh, and indeed it is. And thankfully, in this part of the world, I find that the charging infrastructure has really caught up with drivers' needs. So there's, there's great level three charging everywhere I go. Like, it, it's, it's, no pro- it's no problem traveling anywhere that I go in the province. I can even, you know, I can even go up to cottage country and really not worry about it. I, I agree that in certain marketplaces like Ontario, probably, you know, BC, the British Columbia and a few others, that um, there's a lot of investment in trying to make sure that there is opportunities for public charging, you know, beyond your home charging. Um, in other places, it's, it's still a little bit of a challenge across Canada, and, and there's a lot of people who are talking about how to fix that. Um, and, and, you know, part of it is is the government of Canada has sort of set a target for 2035 that all new light duty car and passenger trucks to be zero emission purchases right by 2035 so um you know everybody's sort of getting coordinated and organized to be able to support that in in terms of um those mandates you know but at the same time i mean you know cars run so clean now we kind of wondered why do they have to make that huge expenditure and, and change everything up um, I, I know in my mechanical shop, you know, for many, many years, guys were always yelling at each other because they'd run a car and forget to put a hose on it. Well, now the exhaust coming out is cleaner than the air going in in certain cases. You know, I agree that the, the, uh, the vehicle manufacturers have stepped up and, and to try to meet the sustainability targets uh, around the world, not just, you know, here in Canada about how to make cars more environmentally uh, efficient and effective, you know, reduce emissions, that a lot of work is being done. So, in one, in one aspect, you know, we've got these new electric vehicle models being released each year. In another vein, you know, they're looking at the regular combustion engine vehicles and saying, okay, how can we make them cleaner? And, and so, you know, the whole point is transportation does contribute uh, a lot of emissions. And, and so there's a lot of effort by all the parties in, in terms of the, you know, people who want to drive cleaner, manufacturers who are meeting those targets. Um, and, and so, you know, it's going to take a while to sort of figure out how that's, the mandates and things are all going to play because we've seen it in other jurisdictions in the world. It's still a, a, a long road, uh, no pun intended, but at the same time, there's a lot of great effort in making sure that um, there's improvements being made. Teresa, thank you very much for this electrifying segment. Thank you, and we encourage people to go to caa.ca slash Guide even just to go check out what's available for them. And the tool is constantly being updated with any new models that'll, that are being put out by the manufacturers. So everything is always up to date. And, and, don't, for, uh, and don't forget our pal Dave's uh, MyPace Insurance. He loved that, you know. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Do you know how much money I saved? Anyways, got to run. Have yourself a great weekend, and we'll get you back here another time. Thanks. Take care. All right. Bye-bye. And the focus is going to shift to Samit Kapoor right after this break. Welcome back to Dave's Corner Garage. I'm Brian Max here in studio with Alan Gelman and our pal Samit Kapoor from Young Steel's Ford Lincoln. And it's a big week for Ford because there's an all-new Mustang on the ground. Yes. Well, not quite on the ground, but uh, we saw pictures of it anyway. Yeah, Ford released the 2024 Mustang. It was a big reveal. Uh, the best part, they're still keeping the manual transmission alive for the car enthusiast. 
and uh, they're coming out with the same engines 2.3 liter v4 eco boost both in uh, coupe and the convertible uh, model mm-hmm. they're bringing the 5 liter back with the uh, coupe and convertible and uh, a trump card a dark horse coming back a new model 5 liter v8 500 horsepower it's going to come in non legal street specs too dark horse r yes. and dark horse s yes which will be for the track yeah those those are track specific cars and then on top of that they announced several other race cars so the two production based ones are the gt3 yeah which is a global uh, sports car category and then gt4 yeah. which is one uh, down from that and that's uh, that's our friends at multimatic actually building those up in uh, markham and what makes them not street legal uh, well, you know they they have they they have several things that would make them not street legal. No so, license plate frame. Or, yeah, well, uh, there's there's that, <laughs> and 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 also probably no VIN on those ah, cars. Either. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So often often these days when you buy a new race car, they come with serial numbers, not VINs. Oh, oh, oh! So it could be just six digits, not seventeen. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay. Exactly. I get it. So there's no intent for this vehicle to be on the road. And, yeah. and it probably doesn't have much of an exhaust system either, I guess. No, probably, you know, nice and loud, and, uh, you know, that would that would get you tossed in jail in Toronto for sure. It's not like a Dodge. You can just turn the volume down. <laughs> no, not, the, like, not like a Dodge. <laughs> no, no. All right, you guys have cars in stock, finally. Yes, finally we have, uh, like, six, seven-month-old orders showing up now. They're all getting shipped out from the plant. So they're, we, not, they're not pre-sold. These are available for people. To c- these are available units. We yes. have, like, decent inventory of, call it, 25 plus F-150 is available across the board in different engines. Mm-hmm. And then we have about uh, a few marquees which are available. Um, and then uh, we can say lightnings are rolling out now. Right. But those lightnings are all sold out. We have two models on display inside the showroom, an XLT and a Lariat. And uh, customers were very eager to pick them up. So we cool. requested those clients to uh, let us keep those units for display inside the showroom. But people are excited about F-150 Lightning. Can you get an F-150 in a hybrid or it doesn't come Yes, and that's very popular, yes. Well, we were saying for the most part, especially with the Lightning, that, I mean, for the most part, you know, F-150 pickup trucks are work vehicles. Yes. You know, where someone gets up in the morning, goes to work, does their calls, comes back and parks it again. Um, So in terms of charging, it's it's really not an issue because it can go 500 kilometers now? Yep. You can go 500 kilometers, uh, actually 515 kilometers on full charge on the extended battery range. Ah, so that's the extra 15 is when you forgot to plug it in. Listen, <laughs> <laughs> all right, here's a little bit more. Yeah, well, that, you know, that 500 kilometers is certainly longer than your bladder is going to last on a road trip too, so. Exactly, yeah. and that, you know, and, and people worry about, you know, it, it, it's going to run out, but, but I... I I have to stop every hour or two. I can't keep going further than that. Exactly. And, you know, again, in, in this part of the world, there's there's fast chargers everywhere. Mm. So, I, you know, I go everywhere I want to go in, in an EV, and it's it's not difficult. You know, a the, the, uh, couple months ago, I was um, on a road trip with the, with the doggo, and uh, we had to stop. Mm-hmm. So take him out of the car. Uh, well, plug in the car first. Yes. Take him out of the car. He does his business. Uh, he has lunch. He has some water. By the time he's done, that was nine minutes, and the car um, had more than enough range for where I needed to go after nine minutes of charging. Well, exactly. It's not like you necessarily have to fill it up. I mean, if there's only if there's only fifty kilometers, you know, to your destination mm-hmm. where you're staying overnight, anyways. That's right. Well, after 15 or 20 minutes, you've got enough juice that you can get there anyways. Exactly. You don't have to sleep there all night or have an extended lunch with your family. No, no. Go for a walk uh, for 20 minutes with the dog, okay? And, uh, you know, the the en-route stations across Ontario, Mm -hmm. most of them have uh, level 3 chargers now. Now, are are level 2s available in... 
other they're everywhere right yes and they're super slow so you know if you're if you're going if you're going to an office and you've got a level two charger submit I'm sure you've got chargers at, at uh, yeah at, at the, the dealership, dealership. Yes, yeah. we have. Uh, and if you're sitting there all day that's great mm-hmm. um, but they're they're really not meant for for rapid charging that's for sure okay so so how much different is there in speed between well a level one and a level two uh, well, level one is just level, a plug in level the wall. one's plug in your your wall, right? Um, and that, that and that's an overnight thing. Uh, if you've got a plug in hybrid, like if you've got a if you've got a uh, whatever fifteen kilowatt hour battery on board in your plug in hybrid, that'll charge mm-hmm. overnight. The level two home chargers are charging at um, seven kilowatts uh, per uh, uh, I guess per hour. Mm-hmm. So if you've got a you know seventy kilowatt hour battery, it's going to take you about um, ten hours to charge. Okay, and um, question, you know, um, interest rates have been rising. Um, Is is Ford offering, have they been holding the line or have they had to increase their rates as well? No, they're holding the line. Ford EVs are under 5% right now, where all the banks are crossing Mm 7.5. Lightning's at 4.99, Marquis are at 4.49. All the plug-in hybrids are close to 3.5%. They're very good. Now, question, now... uh, but you're going to have to wait necessarily. You may have to wait six months for the vehicle to arrive. Yes, you have to place your order now, and you'll probably see your car in six, seven months. Now, will they will they hold the line in terms of whatever rate you signed at, or you, not necessarily? The, it's rain-checked. You're it's price-protected, yes. Oh, that, it's locked in. That's great. I do have to say, I drove um, that uh, Ford Escape uh, plug-in last the plug-in, week. Yeah. And Overall, like I, you know, I didn't plug it in all that much, but overall, I was getting under six liters per hundred kilometers. Yes, it's incredibly efficient. I mean, I drive a Maverick hybrid. I'm at five point seven. <laughs> I really enjoy that. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> That's fantastic. And you were saying earlier that the, with the the chip shortage story keeps carrying on. Yeah, and there are some features that that aren't coming on on new vehicles. So, uh, in some of the models of Ford Explorer. Ford had to take out the rear passenger heated seats off. Mm-hmm. So they took the rear climate controls off. Uh, yes, we are informing all the clients in advance that these features won't be coming because there's a chip shortage. And uh, to an extent, I feel people are not affected by that because they, they're sure the car is coming. Right. All that matters is they'll get their delivery of the vehicle in the next four or five months. Mm-hmm. Yes, they're missing out on few features, but yes, the cars are rolling in now. Now, will the vehicle be able to get retrofitted later or not? It depends. Ford will issue a bulletin on all of that. Okay, so it could, it could be down the case that uh, the you know the chip uh, supply does come in, they can just plug in a module and so they're ready to go. Giving an example, the luxury vehicle, the Lincoln Navigator, Ford had to take out the automatic parking out of it. Mm-hmm. Right. But yes, people are not affected by that. Well, I, I guess in a lot of cases it's a toy. Well, the, you know, the, the automatic parking feature, it works. I've, I've tried several right. of these. They work great, but... It's kind of slow, and especially if you're parking... It's very slow. <laughs> it's very slow. If you're parking here in the city, that takes way too long, so you, you better know how to parallel park on your own. Otherwise, somebody's going to have the horn going. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> no, I, I was in, again, uh, in a Y, which has going doors, and um, yep. it thought it parked good, except that the door wouldn't open on the side that I was on. <laughs> so it, like, wanted to keep again. You, wanted to keep you on board, Al. It, uh, exactly, exactly. I, not one of my favorites, but again, you know, you've mentioned and how, you know, Tesla is a battery company that happens to make cars. Yeah, yeah. I'm not, I'm, I, I love what Tesla's done, right? Uh, but I'm just not a fan of the cars. And this is where Ford, you know, and, and the other car manufacturers were car companies that have yes. gone electric. Yeah, I mostly. Mean, yeah, so. Yeah. So, you know, I've got this Mustang Mach-E this week. Mm-hmm. It's it's a Ford yes. that's that can be serviced at any Ford dealer, and it drives like a Ford, 
uh, accept that it's an EV. Mm-hmm. And you know it 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 goes through all of the the engineering processes at Ford, unlike um, at other EV car companies that might take shortcuts through that process. And in terms of service, you have software updates, yeah. your regular brake check and tire pressure check. That's it. Yeah, nothing yeah. else to do. Yeah, no, nothing. No oil to change. No, no, oil no to coolant change. Boo, to check. Boo, boo. Sorry, sorry, Al. Us, us poor <laughs> old maintenance guys. You, you you can't get you in for a grease job, and it's uh, <laughs> terrible. But, uh, but anyways, uh, and, and they're having to upgrade a lot of this stuff, too. That's the only plus side for on the mechanical end um, because these vehicles weigh a lot more on an average of they at do. least 1,000 pounds, eh? The, you know, the battery is typically, like on average, call it 1,000 pounds. Mm-hmm. And, uh, of course, that is that is that causes more wear on, on a lot of those components. So the, you, you can't say brakes because the EVs use regenerative braking. So you're really not using the brakes all that much, but tires. Tires. Tires are a real concern. And I, I would be concerned long-term with suspension bushings and tie rods and things like that. Right. And you can't just go to can tire and put turnpike whippets on there. They're not going to work. No. You don't even remember that one. No, that's before <laughs> my time. <laughs> but don't forget, you need low-resistance tires on these cars. So yes, during the winter time, you can't put your standard winter tires. You have to buy low-resistance tires to keep that range intact. That's right. Otherwise, you lose the battery range. Yeah, and I don't know that uh, all the manufacturers have come out with the ones yet. There, there are a few manufacturers. We, yeah. we started selling those tires. They're, they're getting there. They're getting there. The, my, my problem is I just love all the power and torque that these things make. I never drive these things efficiently. Uh, you know what? I drove that, must, that, that Mach-E that you had, and yeah, I'm the, thinking, how's this going to work in the wintertime? Like, it, like it's all wheel drive. I, I'm thinking it's just going to be flying all over the place. Nah, it's all wheel. It's all wheel drive. How about racing a gas powered Ferrari and beating it? Yeah, well, <laughs> that, that, that's exactly it. They're, I mean, they're so quick. That yeah. that GT Performance Mach E is like it's under quick. under four seconds, zero to sixty. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Very very quick. Wow. And, and what's a Mach E start now, Hat? The around mid seventies. Mm-hmm. You, you can get a decent model with good features. Mm-hmm. Yep. You can go as high as ninety four thousand under the GT model. Well, there's always no limit to how high you want to go. How high you want to go. <laughs> Depends on the size of your wallet. Yes. <laughs> All right. That was great. We're going to be talking to Mike Kent from Right Hand Drive. If you're tired of driving on a left-hand drive, left-hand side, you want to try something different, radically different. And they got some amazing cars where they're going to uh, they make sure that are just right for you. He'll be back right after this break. Welcome back to Davis Corner Garage. I'm Brian Max here with my pal Alan Gellman and Samit Kapoor from Young Steel's Ford Lincoln. And on the phone with us, another one of my pals, Mike Kent from Right Drive. Mike, you've got an interesting business. I've been to your place uh, east of the city, and it's pretty cool. Tell us a little bit about what you do. Sure thing, gentlemen. It's um, it, it, We have a specialty vehicle dealership. We bring in vehicles from other countries that are between the ranges of 15 to 50 years old. Uh, we specialize in vehicles from Japan, the UK, Italy, and Germany, uh, and really it's vehicles that otherwise weren't sold in North America. So really, really specialty stuff. It's a ton of fun. We support through sales, service, parts, and restoration, and it's, uh, it's, a, pretty, it's a pretty awesome shtick, I tell you. Well, instead of, and of course, it's not just a matter of driving on the other side. I mean, these are vehicles that were never available in left or right in North America to begin with. That's right. Yeah, like it's really a global car marketplace now for people who um, appreciate cars. 
you know, for people who are really car aficionados and, uh, you know, it's not so much as just saying, okay, well, I'll, I'll drive my BMW M2 now and it's, it's great. And then I'll go watch an episode of Top Gear and see this Caterham, uh, you know, super light R400 or R500 and say, well, that's unattainable. I can only get that from watching this, you know, video. Um, now you can actually get that car. You know, it's simple. We make it really simple. Bring the car. Uh, you know, right to you, right to your driveway, delivered, and now you can enjoy that car. So really, it's, it's a global marketplace for, for car lovers right now. It's a really cool time to be a car lover. And for somebody looking to buy one of these things, you help them through the entire process. It's, it's really more of a, a concierge-type service. Yeah, yeah. Our team, um, you know, we've been doing this for 15 years, so our team will help you through financing, leasing, whatever, just straight acquisition. Uh, but we'll work with you to make sure we get a quality vehicle, bring it over. You'll get to choose your own in terms of color and prep and trim level on our portal program. Um, and, and we make it really simple. We make it really, really easy so that uh, you can just get into the car that you've always dreamed of. Are most of these attainable? I mean, let's say somebody wants a wacky car in purple. I mean, you know. Yeah, I mean, the, the, it's, it's, you know, we follow the trends of where the coolest cars kind of come from. And in that time, you know, how many are available? That's, that's really like the, some of the metrics that we need to look at internally. So um, when you look at a place like Japan, you know, kind of the size of southern Ontario, um, but with 120 million people and like 18 OEMs, uh, you know, all located in that spot. So if you can imagine, if we had in southern Ontario 18 of the world's biggest OEMs, from tractors to cars to trucks, uh, you know, the number of vehicles that would just be local and the way that you'd want to support your local economy by buying cars would be totally different. We'd have, you know, everybody would have three or four cars. We'd constantly be cycling through cars. So there's a really big amount of available units in certain other countries of very, very cool cars. So, um, you know, being able to get one in purple or get the color that you like is very, very possible. Mm -hmm. Very possible and, for the most part. Yeah, well, car culture is is deep in Japan, and every time I've been, it's it's just an, it's a it's just a uh, it's a car show in a lot of places, and it's not just Japanese specific cars that they that enthusiasts like buying there. They actually like buying European stuff, sometimes American stuff, in left hand drive. So you can actually, as you know, Mike, you can import a left hand drive car, cool car from Japan that was not available in North America. Absolutely. At a really great price. Like, that's the coolest thing. So, like, we've got a Murcielago at our shop right now. We have an F430. We have a 575M. Mm. You know, these are all left-hand drive from Japan, but, at, you know, selling for 30%, maybe 35% less than what you'd pay to have one shipped up from California. But the benefit is, is that you still get really low mileage, great condition, yes. um, you know, get to inspect the vehicle. It, it really is, if you're, if you're in the market for any type of cool, collectible car, give a shop like us a try, at least, just to see what's out there. You'd really be surprised at, at, at what's available out there. There's lots of great stuff. And it's not just about toys for rich people, too. I mean, you have a division that does utility vehicles, correct? Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the you know, the cool things that come out of Japan, like at least directly out of Japan, were a lot of early hybrid technology vehicles, um, vans, SUVs, little micro trucks. So we sell a lot of these little micro trucks that people use on their properties, uh, um, you know, for property maintenance, for cottages, for landscaping businesses. So, yeah, we've got a few different divisions of the company, and our, our micro truck division is pretty popular, especially this time of the year. Everyone's thinking about, you know, snow plow removal and stuff like that, and getting these little 660cc micro trucks 
is is very handy for sure. <laughs> there, I mean, I've seen many of these things, and and they're popular at uh, at uh, professional racetracks. I guess people haul them to racetracks and their transporters, but they're hilarious. These little trucks. We were bombing one around at the Drive Festival last weekend. Oh, I we missed I missed that, Mike. Oh, it's a shame, man. We had like the JDM speed run, so we had uh, almost a dozen cars on track. We had a uh, Morgan Arrowweight TBR uh, Tuscan. We had R34 GTR that was uh, pushing about 550 horsepower. I was driving that car. We were ripping some fast times in that Bathurst R RX7. All sorts of cool cars. But wow. every time we went on Mosport in that um, you know reverse uh, order, there uh, we led with the K truck. So we had a Subaru Sambar just ripping up the truck as fast <laughs> as it could, driven by my buddy Hamid. Uh, from our club, and he was just ripping that thing as fast as he could, and it was a hoot. It was awesome. Well, that, that's the best part about low-powered cars and trucks is is you can drive them flat out all the time. Yeah, the noise coming from it just didn't match the speed, right? It's hitting like 8,000 RPM, but just moving it like, you know, <laughs> an inch a minute. It was awesome. It was great. It was a lot of fun. All right, and if you've got a rural route or you live in papers out in the country and it's way easier to fling them out of the right side of the car, then you, you can get those vehicles. You have CRVs. What else comes in right drive? Yeah, I mean, all, like, uh, uh, you know, for our mail delivery vehicles or any type of delivery service, like, right-hand drive vehicles are, are obviously preferred. Mm-hmm. Um, so what's really cool are, like, the vans. Like, honestly, I have a I, – I drive one personally, uh, but, like, the Toyota and Nissan-made vans from years 2005 to 2008, right, the vehicles have to be 15 years old to come in. Mm-hmm. So the vans that were available in that period of time, four-wheel drive – Two liter or under wow. hybrid, yeah, um, you know, and 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 really just amazing on fuel. Seven hundred and fifty clicks, eight hundred clicks to a tank, um, but loaded with all the technology, and you can get into one for like less than twenty grand, and it's going to last you a huge amount of time. So, really, really neat options if you're, you know, if that's your thing. If if you're looking for like a different type of people mover or delivery vehicle, there's 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 tons of cool things. All right, the website. Brightdrive.ca. And you're in Pickering, one 398 correct? You got it. You got it. All right. And uh, and people can come out and see what you guys got, eh, and in terms of inventory and how you do it. That's right. Next Saturday, we're having a Cars and Coffee with Haggerty. Um, so 10 a.m. to 1 p.m., big open house. If you come, we'll have, like, you know, 50, 60 cars on display. Lots of cool stuff. The coolest stuff you've ever seen will be there. So it's open to everybody, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. next Saturday, September 24th. Sounds like a blast. Thanks for taking time and uh, coming on board today. Thanks, boys. All right, you have. All right, take care of yourself. This is Dave's Corner Garage. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Dave's Corner Garage. I'm Brian Max here with Alan Gelman and our pal Samit Kapoor from Young Steel's Ford Lincoln. And uh, Samit, you were saying that uh, if if you know this is this is a strange time, people really need to plan for their their new vehicle purchases. Yes. So if uh, somebody's looking to purchase a vehicle or get a new vehicle in the next six to eight months, the perfect time to order the car is now. Well, as you said too, if, you know, because interest rates are rising and there's not a whole lot of inventory, if you lock it up now, you're going to get that grandfathered. Yeah, yeah. And then if you're lucky, you might find something on the lot, mm-hmm. which we, you know, which was the older business model. But the new business model down the road is, you go to the dealership, you plan out your car, you order it six months in advance. So that if there's a little bit of delay due to chip shortage in supply chain, you would still get your vehicle in time. Now, now that's whether you're buying or or leasing as well. Yes, both. Excellent. Okay. Now, yeah, it's it's a funny time in the car business, isn't it? Yeah. It's it's uh, it's you know, in the in the old days you could you could go ahead and you know 
spec your your you know fun car whatever it is or truck and in a couple of months it'll be here yeah. and now you got to plan a little bit longer than that and don't forget dealerships used to have 300 cars on the lot right you went in you picked something you like on the lot and you just drove away right but now you have to spec it out and wait for it Now, question two: uh, Used car prices have been very high. Have they maintained that value? Now they're coming down a little bit. Uh-huh. As the supply of the new vehicles improves, the the used car prices will go down a little bit. Yeah. But, but on the other end, it, it it's like a double-edged sword. The prices came down, but the rates went up. <laughs> so <laughs> the, the story stays the same. The payments are high. But, that's right. It's amazing too. I mean, we we had a couple cars in this week that that were three four hundred thousand kilometers. Wow. I'm thinking when they're used up, they're used up. Oh yeah, uh, not much of a car left at that point. Not really. Not really. Yeah. All right. We want to thank our guests, of course, Teresa De Felice from uh, CAA. If you got any questions or you're thinking about electric, and apparently seven out of ten Canadians are thinking about electric cars. Um, Although we talked about it today, the the fact that lithium has gone through the roof, the price of lithium, the, all all the rare earths are, are are going up in price. It's I think it's going to be a challenge for for OEMs to keep the the lid on EV car prices. But at the same time, you know, and 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 some of them are bailing on ice or uh, gasoline engines altogether. But Ford is maintaining. You say with the new Mustang, the new Mustang, yes. What's the the Black Max? What do they call it? Dark horse. Dark, dark horse. Dark horse. <laughs> Well, same thing. Yeah, almost. <laughs> <laughs> Dark horse. And it's going to have three pedals, which Brian was so excited about. Yeah, they, you know, they do a good job with those. I I, I, my, I, I was saying to submit earlier, my favorite modern Ford is the uh, GT500 Mustang. That is such a beautiful car. Well, I would say the, the hashtag you mentioned, hashtag save the manual. That's right. That's right. Yeah, go to my merch store. You can get yeah. 20% off, too. It's 15% off for the okay. next two weeks on my merch store. Not that I ever talk about my stuff on the air, but uh, we change merch stores, and there's lots of great stuff there. So uh, 15% off for the next two weeks. Get your Save the Manual shirt. You should send a couple boxes of shirts down to uh, Young Steel's Ford Parts Department. That's you know, right. And, and, you know, wait. I'm sure the sales department can kick in a, a shirt if you want. Well, uh, we can. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how do people find out more? Do you have a website, a phone number? It's very easy. YoungSteelsFordLincoln.com, 905-889-7343. You can reach out to me or any of the sales staff. We have uh, 60-plus units in stock, a few EVs available too, and then more than happy to help anybody on placing the order in advance. Great. And Mike Kent from Right Drive. Great vehicles, eh? Yeah, there's you know, it's yeah. when when you look at the list of cars that were available in 2007 mm-hmm. that were not available in North America that you can import now, there's a lot of really cool things. And what was good too was like I, I was concerned I thought, well you're buying a 15-year-old car, but they have a full service department there. They offer warranties on these vehicles. Mm-hmm. So you're not just buying a pig and a poke here. No, they you know, they've got they've got offices in different parts of the world so that you can have your car inspected before it ships to North America. Yes, they do have I was going to ask them but they do have people on the ground like mm-hmm. in in Japan or in in England wherever they're sourcing them. Yeah. Because they don't want a you know a pizza delivery car coming over beat the hell up. <laughs> That's right, a former rental car. <laughs> they get beat up pretty badly. Carlos, I want to thank you for uh, keeping the wheels on and keeping us aligned. That's important to make sure that we go down the road straight and uh, we're going to be back next week with another edition of Dave's Corner Garage. Keep the greasy side down and the shiny side up. And Something sa- like that. Yeah, and, and save the manuals if you can. You got a manual car, go drive it this weekend. Summit, thanks for joining us. Thank you, sir. All right, have a great week. And everybody else out there, you drive safe, and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye.
This has been an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM 740.